official podcast of Fender Bender Magazine, helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Fender Bender editor Todd Quartermeyer. In this episode, Chris Jones, editor of Fender Bender's sister publication, Ratchet & Wrench, is joined by Deanna Baumgartner of Employers Advantage LLC to discuss the importance of gathering employee feedback. Deanna also shares some tips for how shop owners can encourage their employees to give feedback and make sure it is as honest as possible to give maximum value. And now, here's their conversation. Well, hey, Deanna, welcome to Ratchet & Wrench Radio. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started Employers Advantage. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I um, had some previous work history. Actually, most of my work history was in you know large corporate organizations in an HR capacity. And then I just really saw this need for small businesses to need HR support, not necessarily in a you know large group capacity, but you know based on the needs that they have. And so. Um, actually, I just celebrated 12 years in business this month. So in August of 2010, I was pounding the pavement and starting Employers Advantage to provide a viable human resources um, support option for small businesses across the country. Well, congratulations on 12 years. That's quite a milestone. Thank you. Yeah, it's Abs- been a great journey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's dive into employee feedback a little bit. Um, what are the benefits of soliciting feedback from your team? Oh my gosh, there's so many great benefits from that. Um, You know, they're the ones that are on the front lines. They're the ones that are, you know, more than likely talking to the customers. They're the ones doing the work. They've got their hands in things. They're seeing what's working and what's not. So getting feedback from them to help the overall business, I think is is critical. Um, You know, they have a unique perspective they probably have different, you know, personalities and different things that they see that maybe the shop owner or the business owner doesn't always see. So getting feedback from employees of, again, what's working, what's not, I think is, is crucial to the success of any business. Right. Now, every owner wants like authentic feedback, but struggles to get it. Why do you think that is? You know, I think part of it is because there's a couple different reasons why. I think part of it is is because maybe they haven't created an environment where employees feel that they can do that. Um, and then two, maybe the, the owner doesn't know how to create that environment. Um, so it really, it, so the interesting part about getting employee feedback actually starts with leadership and the business owner and creating a transparency around communication. So it's almost like a two-way street. You know, employees are more apt to give you feedback if you're regularly Um, communicating with them. So it's about creating that environment where employees feel safe raising their hand and saying, hey, this isn't working. How about we create this as an an alternative solution? Um, And then on the other side of that is once employees get that feedback, what is happening with it? Um, You know, that's the other piece. Sometimes, you know, if people are bringing forward um, feedback and recommendations or you know, raising their hand, but they don't ever see any changes or they don't get any closure on the feedback they've provided, they're just going to stop. So really getting that feedback starts with the owner and the leadership providing, you know, communication out first and that environment to where people feel safe doing it. And so how do you think a shop owner can create a culture of openness between himself and his employees? You know, I think it starts with, um, you know, whether it's setting up a regular cadence of, 
you know, um, maybe a daily huddle. We see that a lot of times um, in shops is they have a five minute huddle, 10 minute huddle every day of what's happening either with the company, you know, who's out for the day, who's in, what's expected of everybody, maybe a safety tip. That's always a good one. So just, you know, creating avenues where people are communicating, um, you know, whether they do that or I don't know, sometimes we see where people will have monthly one-on-one check-ins with, with employees. And so sometimes employees are more comfortable speaking one-on-one instead of raising a, a good, bad, or indifferent in front, of, in front of the group. So if there are opportunities for the shop owner to create a cadence of communication and share information about what's happening with, with the shop, you know, they don't have to share, you know, the financial statements or anything, but hey, here's some things we're seeing in the market. Here are some trends and, you know, we're reaching our revenue goals, but we need to cut back on expenses, you know, and how do we do that? Maybe get solicit ideas from them on things like that, get people involved in decisions around um, the business, and then they're going to be more apt to be engaged and provide more feedback. And do you think that that depth of um, that level of openness comes better with depth of relationship. Like the longer someone is working for you, the, the more they're around you or exposed to you. Like, does it, is there a confidence curve that comes with that? Yeah, you know, I there certainly could be, um, but that also comes from you know making sure that you're bringing on the right people from the start. And so, if you're bringing on people that you don't feel you could be transparent with, they're probably not the right people to start with. So, I, I mean, just n- through you know, it's natural as a part of human nature that as you know somebody more and you're more comfortable with them, you're more apt to share information. But it really needs to be a part of of how the business is run. And and again, making sure that you're bringing on folks that you are comfortable sharing um, and being transparent with. Okay. In the July article we published in Ratchet and Wrench, you mentioned shop owners needing to be open and receptive to information and not reactive uh, what happens when a leader is reactionary towards input? You know, the, the reactionary component, um, you know, if it's a negative reaction, that's going to shut people down from providing any additional feedback. Um, you know, and it might be that you can still provide that feedback back to the employee that, you know, maybe this isn't the great, the best idea right now. And here's why. If you take it that, if you take that approach, they're more apt to understand why it's not working versus, you know, being reactionary and saying that's never going to work and moving on, they're going to be left feeling, well, then why'd you ask me in the first place kind of a thing. So really being thoughtful about the responses that you give back to employees feedback. And, you know, sometimes we see in every industry, there might be one or two employees that might be pegged as complainers because they're constantly bringing up, you know, what might be perceived as negative feedback, you know, but there is a way to approach that and, you know, ask them for solutions. If there, if you see a problem, let's talk about it and come prepared with some solutions so that it's not just people feeling like they're always complaining or raising a concern. Yeah. And it, it seems like that method of, you know, you mentioned going to the employee and talking to them about the feedback they suggested would, would be an opportunity for a shop owner to develop a leader in that sense. They like develop leaders around the shop by teaching them critical thinking skills. Okay, well, you've put together this, you know, suggestion for me. How do you think we should implement it? Or what are some strategies you think that we can use to make this suggestion, you know, viable for the shop? I mean, what are your thoughts on 
just that method or that approach to using feedback or just that sort of dialogue between the shop owner and the employee who's giving the feedback? Do you think that's beneficial? I absolutely. I, and I think you're spot on with that because you'll see, I think, you know, a shop owner is going to see as they're soliciting feedback or seeing who's coming forward with what kind of feedback that's going to tell them, um, you know, who is ready for a, a different kind of role. Maybe they do want to put a shop lead in so that the owner can step back from some of the day-to-day -day stuff, you know, whatever their succession plan is or isn't, maybe it's a, you know, just something they have in their head, which is fine. Um, but that's a great way to identify who your next leader is, or, or maybe they're being, maybe they could be considered for a different role within the shop, um, or they have different ideas or, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that's a great way to be able to pinpoint who might be next in line for a new role or a promotion or, or something like that. Definitely. Yeah. And something else that you mentioned a little bit earlier was the idea of um, taking action on feedback, you know, kind of in that same vein where you talk to the employee, you tell them, you know, if you're going to use the feedback, if you're not going to use the feedback, because, you know, you mentioned that, you know, if you don't, they could shut down. So given that specific piece right there, like what happens if employees continue to feel like they're not valued or their voice isn't valued in the shop? Yeah, they're, so they're not only going to shut down from providing feedback, they're more than likely going to shut down in how much they put into the work that they're actually doing. So because if, don't, if they don't feel heard or seen or valued, they're not going to provide that value back to the shop. You know what I mean? So it could have a, a little bit of a tri trickle effect on their performance. You've probably seen uh, the latest buzzword of quiet quitting, which is basically people giving less in their job, not going above and beyond. People have been doing that for years. Before it was called disengagement. Now that they're calling it quiet quitting, but that would be the impact of an ongoing situation of not responding to feedback or even soliciting feedback or hearing what people have to say and then either doing something with it or providing them a response and, and a reason why it may not be used. Now, one concern I think would probably be like anonymity. Like, you know, you've got a, a person in a shop that's, you know, seven to 15 employees. Like if there's a large environment, I feel like, okay, I can give feedback and no mm -hmm. one knows, no one knows that I've given the feedback if I'm in a, you know, in, a, in an environment where there's a hundred people, but in a shop, it's like seven to 15, 20 people. Yeah. I would feel like the negative impact could get traced back to me. Do you think that's a universal feeling with people and why they don't give feedback? Oh, definitely. I, I, it definitely is. Um, because again, they, the, they're in an environment where they are probably not <laughs> be, being made to feel comfortable to give that feedback. And so if there's a fear that they, of them saying something, clearly that's not a, a strong, supportive and transparent environment. But it definitely is a reason why some people don't come forward. And there's ways to get around that. Even within platforms and tools like SurveyMonkey, you can send out links for surveys and you can create it so that it is 100% anonymous. It doesn't track IP addresses or anything. We do that all the time with our small business clients for that very reason. It might be a team of 20 people max. And um, you know, we just encourage them to provide us feedback because we've created those surveys with as much anonymity as possible. And then we see places that still do things like, um, you know, like anonymous suggestion boxes in the break room and things like that. You can still do things like that where people don't have to put their name on it. We even did that internally at, at my team. There's 11 of us and it's the same thing. And I 
gave them a piece of paper and a pen. We, that's when we did the start, stop, continue, which is what I talked about in the, in the July article. Nobody put their names on it. You know, they wrote in what they wanted, threw them in a pile and, and we went that way. So, you know, if you wanted to, I guess you could take the time and try to figure out who said what, but it's not really worth it. It's feedback in general is what's worth. Yeah. And talk about start, stop, continue. Can you explain how that works and why it works well? Yeah, I, <laughs> I love a start, stop, continue just because just for the sheer simplicity of it. Um, and, and again, so one of the things we did was I, I had a sheet of paper and it said, you know, in, in, we did this in January. So it said in, in 2022, I would like employers advantage to start and I left blank space and then stop blank space, continue blank space. They can fill in whatever they want. And it's, it's a really easy way for them to frame their thoughts around what do I want the company to start doing? Like, what are some ideas that I have? Same thing with stop. Like, what, what do I think is not working? I'm going to ask that that stop and then continue. What is working? What do I like? And what do we see as, as working? And so using that pattern of start, stop, continue, again, people can easily frame their thoughts around it. And then when I go back and analyze the results, you can see patterns because they're just in three key categories. And so sometimes you can see patterns of people saying the same thing in, in different categories. And so when you come into a situation where employees are overwhelmingly stop on something that you really like, like, how do you handle that? <laughs> I talked to a shop owner last week and, you know, he was talking about how they'd use the start, stop, continue method and they put digital inspections on the table. And he said his text, despite the fact they're, you know, young millennial techs and he thought there would be, you know, computer savvy kids who would just love, you know, doing the digital side. He said they all wanted to stop digital inspections and go back to paper inspections. And he said, I just stopped it because that's, they're on the floor. They're doing the work. I, I got to yeah. listen to them. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, what we might think is a great idea might not be beneficial to the people who are actually executing it. There's a balance. Um, and so you look at what it is that everybody is saying or, or a handful of people are saying we need to stop. And if it's something like that, you know, you want to look at the pros and cons of it. If it ends up being that the business owner is like, no, this is a value to us that we can't overlook, then that needs to be, <clears throat> excuse me, ex explained back to the text. But in a, it sounds like in a situation like this, it worked the way it should have, where they're like, this is not efficient for us. We don't really like it. And they didn't see a benefit of it. Shop owner really didn't see a difference either. So he was like, okay, that's probably relieved some anxiety and some stress over there for them. So that worked out. And so what are some other ways of getting employees to offer some suggestions? You mentioned using SurveyMonkey. You mentioned the start, stop, continue. What are some other tips and, or tools that you've used or have seen used uh, that get feedback really easily from employees? Yeah, some of the other stuff I've seen is, um, you know, we had one client that it was like every Friday, they would ask folks, tell me a win that happened for you this week. Tell me an opportunity for improvement that you found this week. And what's your plan for next week? So, you know, you not, don't necessarily have to do it every week. But I think those two are good questions, because it gets people thinking a little bit deeper about their role and maybe how it relates to the organization. And again, it's kind of similar to start, stop, continue, because you see when, when you say, what was your win this week? They're going to tell you something that really worked. 
And the other opportunity there is it may have been something that was kind of out of the box, or maybe they went above and beyond and, and nobody noticed it before. Um, but if you ask them, what was your win this week? You know, you might find out that there's other things happening that could be beneficial to everybody. And then similarly, you know, with what are some opportunities for improvement that you found this week? Same thing. It's just anywhere you can find an opportunity to do better and have that come forward. That's a, that's a win right there too. Uh, what are the benefits of outsourcing HR for shops? Yeah, well, you know, they didn't go into um, business to necessarily manage people. They, you know, they went into their trade. And so one of the benefits, <clears throat> excuse me, of outsourcing the HR pieces, you know, there is a lot of compliance associated with HR, even in smaller companies um, that, you know, shop owners may not know, and it's not their job necessarily to know. And so we mitigate some of the risk associated with that. But then we also are able to provide, you know, feedback and, and resources and support like we're talking about today to be able to create environments where employees feel safe giving feedback, you know, where there is, you know, maybe a more productive um, retention rate of folks and creating career pathing for them so that we can identify the next leader and and things like that. So kind of taking off a lot of that from them running their business and putting the HR on an outsourced HR firm like us, we manage everything from, you know, recruiting the entire employment lifecycle to separation at any time. Awesome. And how can shop owners get a hold of you if they're interested in talking to you more about your HR operations? Yeah, they can check out our website at employersadvantagellc.com. They can Email me directly at Deanna, it's D-E-A-N-N-A -N -N -A, at employersadvantagellc.com or give us a call at 980-422-7953. All right. Well, Deanna, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about you know, employee feedback. You've offered some amazing tips and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I appreciate it.